After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you turn the notifications on as well as hit like and subscribe. Also, check us out. On Off the Floor, today is a special episode. This is one of the reasons you want to be subscribed. We'll explain it in a second. It's winnow.app backslash off the floor. Excuse me. Winnow.app backslash off the floor. You get text directly to your phone from the four of us, me, Greg, Alex, and Brady. And you bypass Twitter or X or whatever it is it's called these days. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. You break, we'll fix. That's with you. Youbreakwheelfix.com, youbreakwheelfix.com, or youbreakwheelfix on Instagram, the complete wheel solution. They do the powder coating, the refinishing, the repairs, the polishing. They do everything at Youbreakwheelfix. Again, they're based in the Aventura and North Miami area. Reach out to Mark and his team, and if you mention five reasons, you get a discount. So go to youbreakwheelfix, that's with a U, youbreakwheelfix.com. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305. And we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. So I mentioned our off the floor feed. So one of the things that we do there is we ask questions. And we have people give us answers. And sometimes we ask for questions. And so that's what we did today. We did it late in the day. And in about an hour, we got about 100 questions here. We asked people to give their first names at the very least because it is a text string. Typically, we just see phone numbers. So we're going to go through some of these quickly. There were a lot of duplicate questions. Um, This is one of the benefits, though, of subscribing to our feed. It's $3.05 per month. Um, and we're $30 for the year, and it is free for the first week. So let's get to him real quick. Again, I got Brady. You can follow Brady on 305. Alex, you can follow the Tropical Blanket. Um, I'm actually going to – I'll take the first one here, and then we'll go forward from here. I know Brady's got one right after it. This one comes in from Juwan. With the Dame situation going on and the negative narrative surrounding the Heat organization within the media, my question is, did all of this down talk about the Heat start back in 05, 06 with the Shaq trade, or was it the 10 to 14 LeBron era? Was it cause of, of Pat playing hardball, getting big names, or is just the whole organization in general? 
It's an interesting question. Um, I actually think it's more the big three, if I had to lean one way or the other. Um, I, I, I was thinking back because I've covered the team since the mid-90s, basically since Pat came in. I don't really sense that there was this negative attitude toward the organization. Nobody really cared about it uh, when Pat came in. There was a negative sentiment towards Pat – uh, for leaving New York, of course, because we know so much of the media is based up there. But I didn't get the sense that there was like an anti-Miami bias. I actually think the anti-Miami bias started with the Hurricanes. Uh, it started with the Hurricanes in the 90s more so than anything else. And then it kind of fed to the Marlins bought a World Series in 97. That kind of narrative started to build a little bit. Nobody really cared about the Dolphins enough uh, as they started to lose and miss the playoffs. Uh, not on a national basis, although we're seeing some of it with two and now. But I don't really think it was the Shaq trade. Um, I didn't sense there being a lot of negativity around that at the time. I think it was LeBron. Um, I think it was LeBron in 2010 making a decision to go to Miami when the media thought he should have been in one of their markets. And I think that's really where it started. And there was no positive narrative they could write about Miami. If he stayed in Cleveland, he was staying with his hometown people. If he went to New York, he was going to the Mecca. In Miami, they really didn't know what to say about it. And so it just became like we didn't deserve him. And I think that's actually where it started from the Heat perspective. And, you know, everybody was saying they should win 72 games. If they don't, they're a failure. Um, but then when they did win, nobody was happy about that either. So that's kind of the way that that went. All right, Brady, question two. So this one's from Noah S. He said, on the current roster, who is the player you think will have the biggest jump next season? And who do the Heat need the biggest jump from? So Alex. Do this, do this Dame or no Dame, if you can, Alex. Yeah. So um, basically, I think with I mean, without Dame, if you don't figure that out, I think to me, the the most pressure comes down naturally to Tyler Hero. Um, you could also say Kyle just because, you know, he he can give you more. And, and we've seen that. But I think he tries to gener- genuinely just save it mostly for the playoffs since he's older. So I, I think it's maybe a little bit too much to ask of him to be more productive for a, for a whole regular season at this point, especially given the injury stuff. Um, so to me, it's Tyler. I think he needs to, he would probably need to step it up even more. I think he had a great regular season last time, but we know how Jimmy and Bam take it throughout the regular season. They, they, they're not going to average 25 points a game. I think Tyler's more than happy to do that. And if he comes back looking stronger or, you know, even if you keep him in a Dame deal, I think there will be pressure on him to, to really perform because I think a lot of people will be calling for him to come off the bench. And the other one would be the less the less fun answer would just be Kevin Love. I think if you could have him be a solid uh, shooter for you for the whole season, that'd be a really nice plus for them. And you know, just be pretty much more or less what he was during the playoffs. Not great on defense, but not terrible. All right, let's. I I got uh, one sort of wild card there. If they don't get Dame, I'm throwing Bam into the conversation because we're going to start having that talk again about taking the burden off of Jimmy. And we we can talk about Tyler, and obviously I agree with you, Alex, on that. But I think that. A lot of people are going to look at Bam and say, okay, now he's got to get up to 18 shots. Now he's got to do even more because you don't want uh, Jimmy breaking down uh, during the postseason. All right, let's get to this one. Uh, Brady, I got another question. This is from Owen. What kind of role do we expect Jamal Kane to find himself in this season, assuming the Dame deal happens and is the Tyler Picks framework? So, yeah, first you would need him to get – the regular standard contract, I guess. I think that would be step one, just because uh, I know there's the the two-way conversation. I think he ends up on a standard. Uh, and in terms of role, I think I've been saying, even in summer league, I think it's very similar to Haywood Highsmith in a lot of ways, just because 
uh, of the three and D stuff we saw from him in, in summer league and stuff, but there's just a lot more mobility there. There's a lot more freedom. It's almost comparable to the conversation we had around like Caleb and PJ Tucker in past years. It's just a smaller version of that where we said, well, Caleb has a little bit more flexibility offensively. He has a little bit more movement to his game offensively uh, off ball. That's what I kind of view with Jamal Kane. If he could shoot at a similar clip, uh, if he could hold up defensively, I guess, sizing up wise, I think there's, there's certain, we know he can guard wings. We know he could size down. If he could size up a decent amount, that would be helpful to Miami Heat system. And offensively, I just think it's similar to Heisman in terms of sitting in the corner spot up threes, maybe play above the rim a little bit. Uh, and that's, I know we're going to say this a lot, but specifically in the Dame scenario, like mm. that's where this makes the most sense. I got another one here. I'm going to, Alex, I'm going to throw this to you and then I'll jump in on it. Uh, what do you make of reports? This is from Christian. What do you make of reports saying they're holding out on a trade Portland in the hopes of trying to change Dame's mind? What would you give the based on your evaluation of the situation? Alex? That, are those actual reports? I, I don't think those are reports. I think they're more, it's more speculation and Twitter conversation, but I, I'll, I'll just ask you this. Okay. Like, I'm going to say, did I miss something? No, but I'll just ask this. Like, based on what your evaluation is of the situation, the fact that Mark Spears came out again today, said Dame is solid in this. Uh, what do you think the chances are of Dame changing his mind? I mean, I, there's 0.1% chance. Like this guy, if there's somebody that you, you don't doubt that he's going to dig in, into what he feels is kind of what he needs to do. I mean, the guy has spent 11 years in Portland. That's that, that should tell you everything you need to know right there in this, in the modern NBA, he's not going to change his mind on this. And why would he they haven't given him reason to? So no, I, I don't, it feels like it's almost not even worth talking about. Cause it's like, he he's, he's, I think he's more likely to dig his heels in, especially with how strongly Aaron Goodwin and, you know, has come out, especially, even before that, through through the reporters, like they've been kind of building it up along the way. So I think that the the next logical step in this whole thing is for it to get louder, not for him to, oh, yeah, I'm going to change my mind and go play with some 19-year-olds uh, and a team that's probably not even going to be a playing team, if we're being real, like may, has got a chance at being a playing team. That's what you're playing for at 33 years old. I, I don't think it's it's time for, for him to change his mind at this point. I don't, I don't see a reason why. Reason why. I don't think there's any chance he would change his mind prior to a trade. I would give it maybe a 10 to 15% chance of him coming around to a situation he's traded to. But that requires a team to take the leap and go get him without having knowledge that that's actually going to happen. So I don't think that is actually going to occur. All right. One more here before the break, Uh, Brady, if Dane does end up here, this comes in from Diego what do you think the guard rotation will look like, including any available free agents or two-way guys we can turn into standard contracts? So, yeah, that's been the big question is the guard room. And I said this before. I think I said we talked about this on playback was like we went from a couple of years ago where they had just nonstop guards and no front court help and wings. And then now it's the complete opposite where they literally have a bunch of wings and just no guard help. Uh, and that's the question. Is it going to be on – the two-way prospects or is it going to be minimum contracts because it's not going to come from anywhere else we expect a lot of the guards if the dame tree goes through to be off this roster and even if a guy like kyle isn't included there's expectation that he's flipped in an opposite deal and most of those deals that have been discussed are not for guards so right you have to figure things out quickly in that realm so yeah in in terms of just specific guys i i'm personally a big fan of boye more than others uh, I'm saying a, a kind of on that summer league roster in terms of stepping into a backup point guard role 
just because I think he's made growth of what we've seen in terms of running an offense. And the thing is with this heat team, I know it's cliche to hear them say positionless, but it's like they don't ask point guards to run an offense anymore. They run an offense through anybody. They can run it from different spots on the floor. So they can do that type of stuff. So him just playing his game, I think, could be uh, helpful. And then I guess the, the the answer that I feel like is always going to come up, and I'm sure there's probably questions about it, is the Goron thing. I just think after that, it's just you kind of have your choice. Do you go the young route on this roster? You have your second and third point guards on the roster, and you say to yourself, do you want to go young here in this game with Boye? Do you go a little bit more veteran-wise with Goron and see what he can provide you on a – Kind of low minute basis, a couple times a week, something like that. Uh, and just for the voice that we've talked about, I think it makes sense. So a guard room like that is a lot in, in that realm. And I know I'm talking point guard specifically. And then there's the guys that are wings that they forced to play the two. So like if they trade Kyle for a combo from the Clippers or something, and all of a sudden they put that guy at the two, that could be part of their guard room, even though we're not considering that. Or Caleb. Caleb might be part of their guard room now. Yeah, if he's here, of course. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And then I've got one. For Alex that came in, um, that we'll get to in a second, although this one was not named, but I think that uh, it's a worthy question here. Do you want to mention water cleanup of Florida? You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Join their preventative program because you don't want anything to happen and have to deal with the insurance companies. But if something does happen, they certainly are the ones to go to. So reach out to them at 561-408-7835. That's 561-408-7835. Make sure you mention five reasons. They will do everything for you. The leaks, if you got any of those kind of issues, the water removal, the extraction, the drying, the dehumidification, the cleaning and sanitizing, the rebuild and remodel, they can handle all of it. They got 24-hour emergency service. Michael, Robert, and his team, they will do it right for you. So reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida. Again, that's WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they've got the guts. Also, do want to mention prize picks. Make sure you're using that code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Dolphins training camp has started. Get in on some of those props. To Tyreek Hill doubled down on 2,000 yards today. Well, that would smash his number on prize picks. So check it out. Go to prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, here's, uh, this one was not signed, but I like the question. Uh, Alex, in the unlikely scenario where Tyler Hero is kept out of a Dame trade, do you see him being kept on the team or moved in a separate deal for a piece that may fit better? So that's the second question you, you, uh, you asked that I had marked down already, okay. but um, no, no. I think if that would, that would be a weird look. I see why though. I I, I don't think that it, it's, it's an invalid concern to just be like, okay, wouldn't Tyler, you know, wouldn't it make more sense positionally to go grab a couple of kind of plug and play role players. If you can do that, if that's out there again um, for Tyler, instead of having the shooting guard and, you know, having the defensive concerns, with him in the backcourt because presumably you'd be starting him. I don't know that they would bring him back as a six man. I know that that people would want that. Um, I think if you, you keep him in a deal, it's to keep him on the team, not to move him in a separate deal. And I think they can work it out. I think it would, honestly, that would be a team that lends to an extreme amount of staggering with that type of talent up top, right? With Dame, Tyler, Jimmy, and Ben, you can have a combo of, you know, two of those four guys on the floor at all times and feel pretty damn good about it for the most part. Um, I think, you know, even though Tyler isn't, you, you could have him do six man stuff, even though he's not necessarily a six man. Whereas like, you know, when Jimmy sits or when Dame sits, whatever the case is, however the rotations play out, you have Tyler out there with Bam, stuff like that. Everybody gets to win. Everybody gets to eat. Um, I think you figure it out. And um, after that, though, it gets tough to, it gets tough to come up with routes to to trade for other guys. So I will I will give them that. All right, let's get to this one. Um, I'll take this one. Uh, this comes in from Derek. Ethan, it may not make sense, but could the Heat essentially sign the rest of free agents they want without hindering the deal they want to make for Dame? I, I believe the answer to that, and I'll get this checked out. The answer is financially, yes, because we're talking about minimums. But – they don't know what kind of roster they're going to have. So they don't really know what kind of fit. And then I, you know, there are also players on that list that I would think are waiting to see if they get Dame because they want to join a team that has Dame. Not that the Heat would be a bad team with Jimmy and Bam, but it's a little bit of a different deal. It was different, again, with Kevin Love, who, again, wasn't a minimum, not quite a minimum, um, but was somebody who was here in the system and had some additional interest. But if you're talking about somebody from, and knows, knows the organization now, somebody from the outside – I can understand them waiting, but we're not really seeing any movement. That's the thing. Most of these guys, I mean, there was a little bit of a rush for some of them, and now there's not. And so um, I'll, I'll find out the mechanics, the cat mechanics of that, but I don't think that would be the issue. I think it's more so that players are just waiting to see what Dame is going to do. And, again, they may uh, they may miss out on some of them. I don't think the Heat want to use those roster spots either right now. No. Like, I think it's they, they, they want to keep that open. Just in case. And again, because they're like, we talk about Jamal Kane, like, uh, you know, making him a, you know, a full time guy here, a guaranteed guy. I mean, maybe they, they can do that later. <laughs> right. They, they can do it later, but also they may get a couple of wings, uh, you know, out there, you know, when Dame comes and then Jamal's role is not going to be the same. And so maybe they don't do it. I'm not, you know, again, I, I think that there's just so much uh, yeah. in the, in the wind here. I'll take, um, I'll take I have one another more. one here. No, go ahead. You go. Ahead, and then I'll do one. 
if Caleb is in doubt in a possible deal for Dame and Dame is with the Heat, what is his role? Is he on the bench backing up Jimmy? Is he a starting four next to Bam? What part of Caleb's game can evolve and grow? From John K. From John K. Uh, well, Brady, we did this on a playback, so I'll let you take it again. Yeah, it's – I mean, this is also – I know we're going to keep saying this. It's dependent on who else is on the roster in terms of if he's going to start or not. I personally think he's going to be a six-man in this scenario. I, I just believe that Josh fits better, I think, at the two for – reasons defensively in terms of just screen navigation and all that stuff they could work things in with Caleb and Jay Rich obviously defensively too but I just feel like they let him off the leash a little more and that's why the the question about the evolving part and growing part I believe and and Ethan you I know I always give you credit because you hit on this kind of in that playoff run was that there is more to Caleb's game that they could probably get to specifically in one-on-one stuff isolation stuff a little bit more in his bag than maybe we've seen uh the spot up stuff has been there all that stuff has been there but I just think in a six-man role where there's lineups where – and I don't want to say this because there's also the fact that we always talk about staggering. Caleb, just because he's off the bench, doesn't mean he's not going to be playing with two of, two of the three best players or two of the four best players. It's just a scenario that I think makes sense for him in terms of just running offense through. I'm not saying he's going to have a bunch of pick-and-rolls run for him. I just believe there's a little bit more that they do in terms of the stuff they did in the playoffs, specifically against Boston, because they that was a situation where Milwaukee wasn't guarding him. Boston was guarding him and he was just reacting to whatever they were doing. And I think it's a scenario now where he's on everybody's radar after what he just did in the playoffs. They're not going to be leaving him open anymore. Like, yeah, there's going to be other options on the floor to kind of help off of. He's not going to be one of them anymore. He's going to have to now react the way he did in that Boston series. And I just feel like there's different ways to open up his game. So I am very interested in that scenario where you have Dame in Miami and Caleb off the bench. And I know there's been reports about Dame wanting to kind of play with Caleb in this scenario. He's one of the guys I know he's been close with. Uh, he could still play with them just because he's coming off the bench. I just think it makes sense for Caleb. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Do you do you agree? And I, because Alex, we've discussed this a bunch of different ways, and I think we've put different guys at the four, Josh and Caleb, and we got a lot of questions about Josh and Caleb against something that we've addressed quite a bit about how they're different, how Josh's game is different. But I mean, do you? I, See, there are going to be some who say Caleb just deserves to start now, right? Like, that's that's the other part of this. Okay, we'll go back to Alex's mic again. Hold on. <laughs> during during the, this segue, I, I, will, I want to throw – I had one for you really quickly. Go ahead. Uh, this one came from David. It said, if or when Dame does end up in Miami, where does he rank in terms of heat point guards all time? Well, I mean, okay. Oh man, it is layered. Um, I mean, I think in terms of his overall pedigree as a player, he's one. Um, I mean, T- Tim Hardaway is a Hall of Famer. It took him a while. There were other reasons why it took him a while, but Tim had significant injuries during the course of his career before he got to Miami, uh, and then he had more when he got to Miami dealing with the knees. But he was a different player in Miami. If he had continued on the run TMC trajectory as a player, in terms of statistically the pace that they were playing and all that, then he was a Dame Lillard type point guard at that time. I mean, he was an elite scoring guard in the Western Conference, playing a free flowing style. Jumper didn't look as pretty as Dame's, uh, didn't extend it out to 35, 40 feet like Dame. But he had everything else. But again, once he got to Miami, he was a different player. And I think the thing that Tim deserves so much credit for is making the adjustment to that kind of player. Um, you know, in Heat history, 
it, it's interesting because really, if you look at it, Dame, I mean, in terms of winning a championship, I mean, Mario Chalmers was the point guard for two of the Heat titles. And for the other one, it was Jason Williams. So it wasn't Tim and it wasn't Goron. And those are the two guys that are generally considered to be one, two in Heat history in terms of their contributions for the Heat. If Dame can win a championship with Miami, he probably becomes the best point guard in Miami Heat history too, because again, Timmy never got one of those. So um, I, I, I just think we have to realize the, the quality of player we're talking about here. He has basically been the second best small guard of this era behind Steph Curry. I mean, because Iverson was done. Steph's by not even really small, though. You know, he's not. No, no, he's not. But I think we think of him in these ways, or most people do. But as far as he, he helped, he has helped Steph kind of revolutionize that position in a whole bunch of different ways. And I, I just think he would have to, if he won a title, he would have to be one on both counts. And again, play till the end of that contract. And there's a whole bunch of factors that go in there. Um, I'm going to take this one and then uh, we'll close with one more. We do want to thank our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com, UbreakWheelFix.com. This one, why is and this comes in from Elon? Uh, why is not and not not the one who owns X or Twitter or whatever spelled with an A? Uh, why is everyone could although this would be interesting if he asked us this question? Why is everyone comparing the KD and Gobert trades to Dame when the Houston Harden trade is much more similar? A guard coming off his best thirty-five point season, thirty-one years old on a better contract. Houston got four firsts, three swaps, and Karis Levert. Um, they're comparing it to Go- Gobert because, and KD because it's more recent. There's recency bias here. Nobody really remembers what goes in past trades. Look, James Harden was traded basically, I think, initially for Kevin Martin and like another piece and a couple of first-round picks. I've mentioned the KG trade from Minnesota where there are a lot of similarities between KG and Dame. From Minnesota to Boston where kind of – uh, Kevin McHale did Danny Ainge a solid. That was Al Jefferson, three borderline role players, and two first-round picks, protected picks, one of which was being returned <laughs> to the team that sent it. Okay, so if we're going to go way back, like this is not unprecedented what the Heat have offered. This would be a very good offer under most circumstances. It's being, it's being compared, and now it's being compared to the Gobert thing um, and the Gobert thing, and I, I, know, I don't want to mention the the, the, uh, the journalist specifically who tweeted this and everybody dunked on him, but, I mean, to say that the Heat should do what Minnesota did is basically say the Heat should act like one of the worst organizations in the sport over the past 15 years. So, Well, Dame is, worth, is, is a lot more worth that package that Gobert got than well, Gobert true. himself. That, and, by the way, I think that's a great comment by um, – I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of, of the person. Elon. Elon. Elon, that's right. Um, I think that's a great, like that's the best comparison in the mm-hmm. modern era. That trade with with Houston and and Harden, I mean, Levert four first three swaps is going to be almost an identical kind of package to what I think Portland is going to be getting in return, right? Where, you know, um, well they, they'll probably they can get to maybe four first because of Tyler getting sent somewhere else, and then probably those swaps as well. Whereas they could have had potentially Tyler along with less picks. I think it's probably the best comparison. The, the the biggest difference too is you know Dame only asked for one team, you know he he's forcing his way to one team, and and I think that's why you know the Heat are, are paying a little bit less than other teams. Like people kind of I don't know why it's so hard to understand. I'm with you on this, I, but again, it is difficult for people to understand. All right, we got one more left. Who who wanted to read it? 
All right, I'll, I'll ask this one here. Hold on. You know what? Everybody asked this one, so we'll go in again. This comes in from Annette. What do you think it's finally going to take for Portland to negotiate? I, I think Dame needs to sit down with a friendly reporter. I mean, it could be us, but it's probably not going to be. It's probably going to be Chris Haynes, and that's fine. But he has to make the case again because he, right now he's doing it through surrogates. Like he's doing it through Mark Spears, others, people who hear things but are you know friendly to him, et cetera. He needs to do it himself. I, I look, Boston being out of the mix here, the Jalen Brown thing, there's no team coming. There's no cavalry coming. There's no great offer coming. Uh, this is simply about Joe Cronin realizing the gig's up, get one more piece for Miami, be able to claim victory, Miami will be able to say, yeah, okay, we, we, we gave this to you, when deep down they would have given it to them all along. And that's how this thing ultimately plays out. And I know everybody's asking for a timeline on that. I'm not going to get into that because I said it would be done by the end of Vegas. Um, I do think it will be done. Look, training camp is going to bring pressure. We've talked about it. I think there's more pressure on Portland than there is on Miami. And I actually think Tyler going on social media and being cordial with everybody and saying he still has love for the city, I think that helps the heat. We didn't talk about that the other day, but that whole thing with spaces and all that. But Tyler not seeming like he's going to be a, a, a problem in training camp, I actually think that gives a little bit more leverage back to the Heat because that's one of the things we talked about. The media is going to go to Portland. The media is going to be watching what happens with Dame there. I think the pressure, that's the time pressure, but I think Dame can put on a little more pressure right before training camp. Do your sit down with Haynes um, and just say directly, what it is that you want, because I think at this point, everybody knows it. They know he's going to stay strong, but it's different when it's a 10 minute interview coming straight out of his mouth. doesn't have to be on the network either. Just put it on Twitter. So that's my suggestion. All right. Thanks to everybody. Make sure you're subscribing to off the floor. Plenty more questions. We will try to get to directly there, but we wanted to get to some here on the podcast. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.